Okay, hello everyone, it's Peter Miller. I decided to re-record episode 10 um, because I wanted to improve the sound quality, number one, and uh, just to rephrase a few things uh, that I had been trying to discuss. So this episode, again, is based on two quotes and two articles. The two articles uh, I wrote a few years back, and these two quotes, one of them is from Sigmund Freud and one is from Henry David Thoreau. Uh, the quote from Sigmund Freud is, most people do not really want freedom because freedom involves responsibility and most people are frightened of responsibility. Uh, the other quote from Henry David Thoreau is think for yourself or others will think for you without thinking of you. Okay, so to get into this, um, I wanted to tie it back a little bit to a previous episode as well. Uh, the one where I was talking about being willing to tolerate uncertainty as a way of uh, being able to be more dialectical uh, so that you can be open to more than one interpretation or viewpoint of any particular situation. So basically you can't be dialectical, in my opinion, you can't be dialectical if you are not willing to tolerate certain types of emotional states such as feeling uncertainty, feeling, I guess, a bit out of control, right? Not having everything sort of predetermined. Okay, so to get into the quotes, um, now if a person has freedom, um, that means that they are not relying on any particular system of... Uh, I guess, belief or any particular system of um, tradition or the like in order to uh, get by as a human. But like most people, uh, when they're brought into the world, right, they're uh, reared in a family that probably follows some particular orientation right towards life and spirituality and what have you so they inherit a way of like being human a way of thinking about what it means to be human a set of rules to live by uh, a set of algorithms right like if this happens then do this if this happens then do that so you're you know you inherit a model I guess or a, a blueprint some people might say like you know it's a it's a type of conditioning um, you know and this these models can be kind of useful from uh, a certain perspective I guess right they can give you a certain you know like operating system I guess but then there's also that comes with it like a type of rigidity uh, so that, you know, I would say it reduces your ability to be uh, dialectical, as I was saying. But, you know, it, it takes away some of the, the anxiety 
you could say the existential anxiety um, so that you're not feeling so much of the uncertainty feelings and you know things are again like they're predetermined they're kind of worked out ahead of time so you know you don't really actually have to deal as much with human emotions when you have an operating system like that and maybe that's why you know people really like those kinds of structures those kinds of systems um, because then they don't have to deal with as much human emotion and especially the emotions that i was talking about uh, that a person needs in order to be more flexible like or sorry the emotional tolerance that a person needs to be more flexible in their ways of perceiving things and uh, thinking about things and and problem solving and stuff like that um so i wanted to just like get a bit deeper uh on that on that note um and you know there's a bit of controversy in that as well because people you know they really cherish their belief systems and they cherish their traditions i guess you could say they cherish their their algorithms which just means is basically means just a a predetermined way of thinking about uh life and how to be human and you know where you come from and so on uh, and, you know, people love to pass these things down to their children and, and give them a blueprint or a structure to rely on as well. I guess all that I'm saying is that it doesn't come without certain kinds of consequences. Uh, so it might free you from some of the emotional challenges of life, but then it would also potentially uh, reinforce or in increase the potential of developing certain types of mental health issues or, or personality disorders. Uh, because it, it does kind of create a rigidity in perception and interpretation. Like when things happen, you know, they already kind of know, well, this is happening because the, you know, the, the structure tells me like, this is why things happen. Uh, so they already have a predetermined way of making sense of things, which is a type of rigidity. Um, and rigidity does not help with mental health. We need like a flexibility and we need to have a willingness to um, th uh, think of things in like multiple dimensions, I guess, uh, so that we can have discussions with each other that are productive and we can come up with uh, creative kinds of uh, solutions and ways of dealing with things. I think this is what it means to like mature and like grow up basically uh, like being able to tolerate all different types of emotions including uncertainty of course and being able to uh, sort of set aside predetermined assumptions predetermined uh rules i guess or like you know like algorithms thinking rules <clears throat> i mean because i've said before too and when i was talking about the cognitive distortions that like a person in the throes of borderline personality disorder is 
is uh, easily uh, getting stuck on one way of making sense of the world and why certain things happen. You know, when they, a person gets convinced that their one way of interpreting an event is the right way because they feel so strongly about it, right? So there, there is no changing that, um, that rigidity when you haven't learned how to tolerate your emotions. So I guess people like have a choice ultimately when it comes to like how they want to be human uh, and how they want to be in their body, right? You can choose to rely and be dependent on a, a predetermined structure um, that you were taught maybe in your childhood, or you can sort of bravely, courageously step outside of that and say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, that's not going to be how I make sense of every situation in my life. You know, I'm going to be open to ambiguity. I'm going to be open to other points of view. And this, you know, I think will serve me better than just kind of stubbornly clinging, clinging to, you know, a, a very small, narrow range of view. So I, I think that's kind of what Freud was saying, like, you know, people don't want that kind of freedom in a lot of ways. They don't, because they don't want the anxiety or they don't, they don't want to have to deal with the emotions uh, that comes from like not having uh, a, a predetermined uh, cognitive map, I guess, right? People want that map. They want that, um, they want that uh, structure to be able to lean on almost like a crutch uh, so that they don't have to feel as much and they don't have to think as much. You know, you have to do a lot more feeling and thinking and processing, I guess, if you're going to be completely free. Uh, so people, in a lot of ways, they would rather um, they would rather hold on to their 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 map that they were given in their childhood, or you know maybe that they they joined some group in their adulthood and they're like, wow, you know, I just like this um, way of, uh, you know, not having to think and feel as much like, you know, I just kind of put things through my little um, processor that, you know, the, the institution gave me and then I know, you know, exactly what everything means and why things are happening. And uh, I don't have to, uh, I don't have to go through some of the other challenges of human life. So it kind of simplifies things, you know, and maybe people kind of think, well, you know, that frees up, you know, some uh, that frees up some of my energy to maybe uh, put elsewhere, like maybe other projects or other things in my life. So I guess like, again, it comes back to having a choice how you want to um, live. I guess I would argue that if you are going to be reliant on a structure, like that, um, you know, then you are going to be 
you're going to potentially have more challenges relating with people who are different than you, right? So, and maybe that's why, you know, people in certain um, cultures or religious groups, they kind of just stick together, right? Like, and they kind of say, you know, we're just mostly going to uh, spend most of our time with each other and people who think like we do, because, you know, we don't want to have to uh, f uh, feel the things that other people, you know, feel. <laughs> Doesn't that make sense? Like, uh, if you have a particular way of um, making sense of things, then you, you don't want to have to uh, go outside of that box. It's just easier to stay in that box and then uh, associate with others who stay in that box. Uh, because, you know, it's just, again, simpler, less emotionally challenging. It's just like, it's so maybe that comes across as a sense of peace and contentment, right? Like, oh, the world is, you know, it's like, it's easier, it's less scary, it's um, more comfortable, whatever, as long as we stay in this box together, basically. And... I guess, again, I'm just arguing that that's not true mental health. And I think that's what Freud was saying in his quote. Like, uh, you know, you could have true freedom, but you have to be willing to uh, handle the challenges that go with that, which would mean being willing to feel all the feelings of life, uh, being, you know, uh, and being willing to embrace multiple points of view and, and so on. Um, but, you know, people will gravitate towards these things, I guess, until the end of time. Um, they would rather kind of like not really think for themselves uh, because it's, it's kind of difficult to do that. Um, so the, the next part here of this episode, I wanted to get into my, my articles that I posted at smarterthanbpd.info. Um, and they were talking about switching your paradigm and, and also the freedom to be as, you know, unhealthy as you want in your life. So switching the, the paradigm, and I did talk about this in another episode as well, um, but, you know, you can stay in the original paradigm that you inherited in your life which could be your belief system and it could also include the idea that you were given everything that you needed to be a healthy happy human being you know i think a lot of people have this assumption like you know my parents provided me everything that i needed or my school or my religion um and my other whatever mentors I was, you know, trained to have enough knowledge and ability to be healthy. So people kind of have this assumption, or they might even assume that if, as when you start to uh, age, you know, like you mature and you become a young adult, 18 or 19, then you, you know, you, you just kind of magically have the ability to work through all of your emotions and you know think in more complicated ways and 
I mean, to some extent, that might be true. Uh, but when it comes to mental health, uh, I would say uh, that, 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 that that's not true whatsoever. The things, I mean, that I've learned as a, a therapist, uh, really, and meeting with many people inform me that people do not get the skills that they need in order to be emotionally mature and to be able to get along uh, in, a, in a consistently uh, caring, loving way in their families and in their relationships. Uh, things break down a lot because of a lack of understanding and, and skills in their life. I mean, why, again, would people uh, be coming to mental health services in, in such large numbers if they had everything that they needed? going into their adulthood you know why would their systems be going into anxiety disorder and depressive disorder and why would their relationships be so chaotic in many cases and if they had everything that they needed so i guess my argument here is that you know your original paradigm that you have that you have learned everything that you need in order to be a healthy adult from the the sources that were available during your childhood uh, is uh, not true. So parents often don't know how to pass on mental health skills. These things are not typically taught in schools, although, you know, this may be kind of changing in recent years, but I would still kind of argue that it's not very much. Uh, the schools and maybe some teachers try to bring some of these ideas into their classes. And maybe there is a special mental health day here and there. Uh, but the, I mean, the dominant systems don't change all that much. And sometimes we try to make it look like we really care about mental health by having, you know, mental health awareness month or suicide awareness month or, you know, a special, you know, event in the social media Sometimes corporations and businesses try to make a point of saying it's important. Um, but I don't think that those things do have have a big impact, really. It just sort of makes it look like you care. Um, but the the main ways of doing business and how all that affects us doesn't really change all that much. Um, so to switch your paradigm is key you kind of got to go that I, I i did not receive what i needed when i was young uh, because if i had received everything i needed for how to live in my body and deal with all of my emotions and think you know clearly and and not get stuck on irrational thoughts if if i had been provided all of that uh like I learned how to read or learned how to do math, if I had been provided all of that, I wouldn't be having so much difficulty in my adulthood. But again, here we go, right? We're, when I say you need to switch your paradigm, we are challenging the, um, the sort of the, the traditions and the belief systems. You know, I'm pretty sure the belief systems have tried to be the mental health program. Uh, for for millions and billions of people like they've tried to give you a way to be uh, emotionally healthy you know to give you some sense of security and safety 
but I think that they have failed, I guess. And maybe, you know, people aren't going to want to hear that. They're going to want to believe that their uh, traditions are kind of infallible and they actually do make you happy and joyful and feel safe and secure. And maybe for some people it works that way, but uh, I know for certain it doesn't work that way for everybody. Um, because all of the tools that you need to be a healthy human are not available in those systems. And in particular, I guess I would say those systems would maybe discourage um, learning how to handle certain kinds of emotions. And they wouldn't give you the types of skills that you need to, to be with your feelings. They would just say, uh, turn to the, you know, the book, turn to the, you know, the answers that are given in the book for how to deal with life's challenges. And uh, if you, you know, turn to those understandings, then you don't have to work through your emotions. I'd be really curious to get anyone's feedback or input on this. Uh, because I think that can be quite disabling if that's what the traditions or religions do. And I really am trying to be tactful, you know, when I talk about these things, uh, but at the same time, um, like honestly relate the things that I have learned as I have discovered more about mental health. You know, and the one thing I know for certain about becoming more mentally healthy is that you need to be able to uh, be more in touch with your emotional self uh, and you need to be able to tolerate all of the emotional states uh, that uh, come as part of being a human. <laughs> and anything that discourages practicing feeling would be a problem. So... And my last article there that I uh, shared at smarterthanbpd.info talks about, you know, your freedom to be healthy or unhealthy. You know, in most places in the world, uh, you, can, you can ponder these ideas, right? Uh, even if you just do it silently. Um, sometimes you're not able to... Uh, think and speak freely in certain parts of the world without major consequences. Uh, but I would guess you can still, you know, take some of this information in and think about what it means. So, I mean, you, you can freely uh, maybe try on some of these new ways of understanding, or you can just stick with what you've always done in your life, right? So you don't have to... Uh, listen to what I'm saying, uh, you can, of course, uh, use whatever tactics have worked for you or seemingly worked for you in the past. And like nobody can make a person be healthier than they are, or no one can make you change the way you live in your body. Uh, no one can make you learn to uh, understand your emotions or tolerate your emotions you can s continue avoiding feeling in all the ways that you may have done over the years. Uh, 
And lots of people avoid their emotions through a variety of ways, right? It could be substance abuse. It could be overworking themselves. Uh, it could be all kinds of distractions like, uh, you know, being the perfect house cleaner, for example, right? Um, it could be uh, a lot of things. The humans are actually quite diverse and creative in the ways that they avoid feeling, <laughs> It's actually pretty interesting being a therapist and discovering, you know, how humans are so creative that way. Um, but I think the truth is, the more that you use your vices or your tactics to avoid feeling your feelings, the, the more you end up relying on those things uh, to get by. And they're usually only temporary fixes, right? So you got to keep going back for more and more and more. Like anything that makes you keep coming back for more and more, um, I would say is a vice. You know, if you have to keep coming back to your alcohol to get relief or any other substance, then, you know, of course, that's a vice. Uh, but, you know, if you are actually using some skills to increase your ability to feel, then you know you're not you're more free that way aren't you and you, you don't you don't need any particular thing to get by in life like a person who's listening to these podcasts i would hope that they are learning enough to that they would never need smarter than bpd again you know eventually they would uh, get what they need they would start doing some practices and we're going to talk more and more about those um things that you know you build up your strength so that you don't you have no dependence on uh on me or my words or you know anything you become free from this you know, in psychology, I guess you could say we kind of work ourselves out of a job, right? <laughs> because we are giving people the skills and tools that they need so they don't need us anymore. Uh, so we don't really want repeat customers. Uh, we want people to be uh, independent, you know? And maybe that's how you can tell the difference between uh, uh, things that are are helpful or things that just want to kind of take advantage of you in this world. But you're free, you know, you're free to be as healthy as you want. And I had to learn this when I was early in my practice. I was frustrated when it seemed like people didn't really want to work hard on, on their mental health. And one of my colleagues said to me, like, listen, Peter, people in Canada here, they're in a free country and they don't have to come back. Uh, they don't have to learn more. They can do what they've always done. They can be as unhealthy as they want to be, like as long as they're not going around hurting people or, you know, killing people or causing other mayhem. They, they can be hopelessly depressed if they want. They can have, uh, you know, regular anxiety disorder and panic attacks. They can live that way if they want. Uh, they can have personality disorder if they want. Uh, and they can live that way if they, <laughs> if they prefer that. Uh, with all of the chaos that comes with it. Um, so, you know, that's something I have to uh, remind myself of and accept. And so hopefully this podcast uh, gets you thinking at least, and that's kind of what I'm hoping, that the ideas will kind of sit with you and you'll be like, wow, like, you know, what does it mean to be 
a healthy person? And what do I have to do if I want to kind of get there? Uh, do I uh, kind of do I cling to the things that I learned in the past, and do I cling to the old assumptions? Um, do I believe that I was given everything that I needed, or do I kind of question that and doubt that? Uh, and with that questioning, like ex do some serious study and exploration of some uh, new ways of uh, being human and maybe letting go of some of the old ways that did not serve you well. So other than that, I just wanted to, again, thank you for listening. Um, we're still getting uh, regular listeners uh, to the podcast. Uh, please also return to smarterthanbpd.info to read the articles that go along with this podcast. Um, they may speak to you in different ways. Uh, please also uh, just explore all the different things that are available at smarterthanbpd.info. There's 50 free mental health apps uh, that are near the bottom of the page that you can enjoy and, and use as part of your skill building. And I'll talk more about some of those in the future, you know, which ones might work well for what. And um, subscribe to the, the podcast. There's a subscription button near the bottom and i've also created a discord group that you can enter and ask me any question that you like about the subject matter or challenge me uh, i'm i'm okay with that too uh, i like a good discussion uh, and i'm open to learning things from other people who are uh, learning all about mental health and borderline personality disorder i love learning new things all right, thanks for tuning in today, and we will talk to you again soon.